Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. Welcome back to season two of The Iron Women podcast. Friends, sisters, we are so excited that we are here launching season two. We could not be more expectant of what is to come this season. We have a lot planned for you guys. Um, A lot of the topics that you guys requested from season one that we didn't get the chance to cover will be coming up in season two, as well as all new type of content um, in our episodes. It won't all be us uh, sitting around the table um, like this. It'll be just some new and fresh and unique things that we're so excited and you'll find more about that later. Um, Season two, wow, we finally got here. Uh, We've been planning and thinking and brainstorming and, and praying and laughing and goofing off and not planning sometimes as we should, but we are so excited. Uh, Today, specifically, we are going to be talking about in our first episode, spiritual gifts and labor of love ministry. You may have no idea what that means. You've never heard of that term. um, And that's just confusing. Are they not the same? We're going to answer all those questions today um, and have fun while we're doing it. Uh, But before we do that, we're going to do our routine here of starting with a connection card question, which today's is um, over the last six months since we've last uh, sat down and recorded, um, a lot has happened in all of our lives, um, highs and lows. So we thought today would be great to maybe just catch all up on what the last six months of our life has looked like, um, and each share a high and a low, uh, since we've last, um, sat and talked with you guys. So mama, do you want to head sure. that up? Sure. Well, welcome back. We're excited to, um, just share <laughs> truth and in love with you this year and just um, bring you to the table of conversation. So high, low. Uh, this year, I was able to be um, go to Uganda for a mission trip. And um, the, the whole trip had high lows in and of itself. The low was all the travel. And that's too long of a story to go into. <laughs> but it was quite, quite an experience um, being on a plane heading over the Atlantic Ocean and having that plane flight aborted and we had to turn back. So yeah, but I digress. So the high of that trip was definitely the three days of being with about 70 Ugandan women and teaching them overview of the Bible, who I am in Christ, um, how to study the Bible, and the exchange, and seeing them with study Bibles in their hands and teaching them how to use it. them understanding what being saved really means and now who they are in Christ. So a high of those three days. Um, So my low outside of that would be that this was the first Christmas as an empty nester with no children with me on Christmas Day. 
Um, it was the first time for her, um, well, their daddy and I, and, um, you so know, what did Harley get for Christmas? Okay. So Harley got <laughs> lots of things. Um, so yeah, like Erica and Matt came over Christmas Eve and we did the opening of presents then. And, and we did have Jonathan on the TV cause we FaceTime with him. He was in yeah. Japan. And so, but like that next morning was like. You know, like, this is the first morning in, how old are you? 27. In 27 years. Wow. That we did not wake up with a child on Christmas morning. Hmm. And so, yeah, so it was, yeah. You guys guys start popping out with grandbabies here. Absolutely not. Yes. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. So what did we do that day? Oh, we went out. On Christmas? We didn't go out to breakfast, did we? Y'all went to North Carolina. Yeah, we went to North Carolina, but we didn't see you on that day. No, nope. we didn't wow. go to breakfast. We were supposed to, and then we aborted those plans because y'all ended up going to North Carolina. Oh, You're I like we, we so depressed. We need to get our yeah. mind off of okay. this. Okay, so anyway, yeah, um, but yeah, it was nice, and yeah, but we're ready to have that boy home. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah. That's going to be tough, especially Lauren. around the holidays. Yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> you can hear it in my voice still. I'm still kicking some of these things. Uh, my low was that me and my family spent three of those six months, like, freaking sick. Really sick. Boom. RSV, flu, like, uh, yeah. It wasn't great in those three months. We were okay, but it just, it's just not fun being sick yeah. that long, you know? South Carolina took a hit this year. Man, it yeah. was, that's what, like, all the, the doctors and stuff at all, like, the different walk-ins and everything, they were like, yep, that's what's going around right now. Yep, you caught what's going around right now. So, and my kids are in public school, and so, you know, they are little cesspools and bring home everything. And so, yeah, it's kind of the nature of it. And I guess they say that when your kids aren't in daycare... Because either they're sick all the time in daycare, mm-hmm. and then they're like okay in elementary, or they get sick for the first few years that they're in elementary. Yeah. I guess that that's like that's like a really normal thing. So it's still not fun, and we missed a lot of stuff that we had planned. But you know, you got to stay flexible. So that was that was definitely our low. Um, our high, um, I will say, we are just this like has to be it because we're just coming back from this and I'm like Mm. still all like buzzed and geeked out about it. So, um, Deanna and I were able to do our very first spiritual growth plan retreat. Um, and it was with two of my friends from Florida. Uh, one of the girls I have literally known for like 15 years and she's like one of my closest friends. And, uh, we just got to walk them through this resource that they have never had any exposure to, or like any even concept of, I feel like, Um, really in like their sphere of things. And it was really cool to see other people outside of like our normal church family or normal, normal church culture to like also get behind this idea of this spiritual growth plan and really see the Lord just like do something. And it was ridiculously fun to watch yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these girls like act like they were like seven with snowball fights. Yes. Yes. Sledding yeah, and sledding. snow angels. And, and then Deanna hiking up this like crazy okay, steep okay, hill. No, okay. no, 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 no. I have to tell you. And she's got this, she's got the sled, right? And she throws it out in front of her to try and use it as like a thing to help her get up the hill. And she goes, this 
is what your spiritual growth yeah. is like. And oh my gosh, like I, oh, I just started laughing so hard. It was so funny. So we just, we had a lot of fun. It was very, it was a sweet spirit that was in that cabin. And so, um, yeah, and we got to play in the snow and it was just fun. So that was mine. Yeah. That's mine. All right. Well, mine kind of, my low is probably uh, the same as uh, mama's. Um, that Jonathan wasn't here for this Christmas. Um, Christmas is my favorite time of the year as is is for most people, but, um, it's, it's weird. It only being 27 and having to experience Christmas without your sibling for the first time. Mm. Could you imagine that happening way later in life, you know, um, as like older adults maybe, but being 27 and like him just not being there was weird. Um, but we did get to FaceTime him on Christmas Eve and talk to him for a couple of hours. It was a, a pretty decent um, time, but, um, yeah, so we can't wait for him to come back home. So that was definitely the low probably. Um, but with Christmas, um, I love the Grinch. We talked about that on season one at some point. Um, (laughs) shout out to the lady from who went on y'all's retreat that you just talked about. She's the one. (laughs) If you follow us on our Facebook or Instagram accounts, if you remember, um, we shared that we got like fan mail and <laughs> it was a limited edition uh, from the year 2000 Monopoly game when the Jim Carrey Grinch movie came out. And, you know, I collect Monopolies and she heard this on season one episode and she sent me this Monopoly game and it was just like everything. And it was displayed, still displayed in my house yeah. because I'm actually having a post-Christmas party today at my house with <laughs> some awesome. with some family. So um, it's still up. Everything Grinch is still up. So I love the Grinch and Christmas. And so that was kind of like my high. Um, but yeah, that was me and my highs and lows. Um, so with that, I wanted to also, before we actually jump into the actual topic today, just give you a little bit of a teaser for some topics that are going to be coming up for season two that we've got planned for you guys. Um, we have everything under the sun. We tried to take into account all of those uh, questions you asked in our finale. Um, Some were pretty deep questions about some topics we didn't feel comfortable just doing a two minute little blurb answer on. We wanted to give it its its moment in an episode. Um, So several of those are coming up and then just several that we had been thinking and we have a text chain between the three of us and we're always texting random little Instagram reels or articles or podcast episodes we're like oh this would be such a good topic to touch on so we have a lot of that coming up stuff like um marriage and singleness balanced faith how god convicts us of sin heaven and hell discipleship mentoring and bible study balancing transitional seasons spiritual family Lordship, decision making, hard lessons learned, Christian lingo, pride, fighting lies, false prophets, and I think that's all the main topics we had. Um, and then some, just some real light stuff there. Yeah, super, real light, super fun. Light. Y'all were super light in the whole Q&A <laughs> section that we did a reach out for. Yeah. Like, what questions do you guys have? And you're like, uh, is heaven and hell real? <laughs> We're like, oh, 
oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah oh and the one that we're super excited about is we're going to do an episode on the exchange if you're a part of our yeah. our personal church family that we all all are part of yeah. you already know what that is um but if you don't we are super excited to bring that to you guys and the resources that come with that and the heart behind it it's it could be life-changing um in in your spiritual life um so that is to come so let's go ahead and jump into our first topic for season two, episode one today, which is spiritual gifts and a labor of love ministry. Um, so let's just talk about, we're going to first talk about spiritual gifts. Um, what is spiritual gifts? What are they? All the questions that people like, does everyone have one? How do I know? Blah, blah, blah. Before you like dive into that, I've done some research on this because I am a podcast listener and I have like, I have searched for some podcasts because you could, you could literally have an entire podcast dedicated to spiritual gifts mm. and like each one, break them each down and everything else. Obviously that is not what the Iron Women podcast is. We cover a range of different topics, um, but there is not a ton yeah. of information out there. And so I think that that's one of the reasons why we were like, let's just give them a little bit more because we did touch on it in yeah. one of the episodes, I feel like in season one. Um, but this is such a pivotal part of people's faith walk and how you walk out, uh, your relationship with the Lord and service to others. And so, um, and yeah, I don't know, we've got some really good resources at our church for it. So yeah, as even as through my ministry of discipleship and trying to find good resources, yeah. Um, a friend of mine, you know, we, we just went searching for things and we just didn't find a whole lot out yeah. there, which I don't know was, was surprising that to was me. That was surprising to me too. Yeah. Um, I, I do, I do know that in the last couple years, I'm seeing a little bit more. Yeah. So I, I don't know, you know, the, the, the Christian culture kind of ebbs and flows with things, mm -hmm. um, and topics. So, yeah, but the, the thing is, it's so important. Yeah. Um, and I, as I've talked to people, I mean, even pastors, women in ministry, uh, and I'll ask them about their spiritual gifts, and they just kind of look at me, and some even just kind of poo-poo it. You're like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. you know. And I'm like, what I see in Scripture is like, okay, the salvation moment happens, your justification, and then we know that um, right on the heels of that, like at some point, baptism, to right. let the spiritual body know right. that I am a believer, Christ is my Lord. And then it seems like what should be the next in progression is, okay, now let's disciple that person. And in that discipling should be, okay, like you do know, like at the moment of salvation, the Holy Spirit has given you a gift. And this gift is given to you to serve the body of Christ. And that's how we build the kingdom. And... I'll, I'll just be honest, like I wasn't solid on that until my late 30s. Mm. I heard about it some growing up, but never like, you know, just a focus on, okay, let's make sure we get this, we, sh we develop it within you, and this is how you serve the body. And so I started realizing, okay, in my own, what I considered my spiritual gift, I was not real sure. Because growing up, I think I was kind of pushed in the direction of teaching. Mm. And I'll just be honest with you, in that realm of teaching, I, 
I just didn't sense like this, this was it. And so I kind of floundered for a while in what that is. Mm. And so it wasn't until um, I really just looked at Ephesians 2.10. Growing up, Ephesians 2.8.9 was a verse that you memorized for everything. But 10 just kind of said, okay, like, here you are now, this, this masterpiece of God, and he's created you to do good works, good deeds for him, and he ordained these in eternity past. And so what that verse kind of does, it, it says, okay, this is what God is doing in your life now as his child, as a believer, as an ambassador for him, and this is how he's going to do it and why he's doing it, which basically gives our purpose. And if there's been one thing, as I've talked to Christian women throughout the years, is they just don't know what their purpose is. Right. Yeah. And it's so well, I it's feel like, like the world's culture pushes that so much, too. You yes. Know? Like, what's yes. your purpose? What's your purpose? Yeah. You know, why are you here? And it's just, you know, Enneagrams. Yeah. It's become, a, like, it's a personality big profiles and stuff. Exactly. And that's what, and there's a ton, a plethora of information out there on that stuff, yes. you know, and, and finding then, God's will for your yeah. life as if it's like this big bullseye out there that one day you'll hit it. Right. And so as I started just meditating on the scripture and realizing, no, this is, this was actually simpler than what we've made it. And yeah. I just I just love has as I learn more about God and his word and what he has for us, he really did lay out like a very simple plan for us. Yeah. Uh and so finding your spiritual gift is part of that. And and as as we think about the spiritual gift, I I know this podcast I I want to make this more conversational, but there is an element where we have to we have to kind of teach what yeah. this is. And I know that there will be um oh different denominations that that speak differently to this mm-hmm. and that's okay. But there is there is just like a foundational concept of the spiritual gifts. And I'd like to get that across this podcast and then us just share, you know, how it was so freeing for each of us yeah. to really find what our spiritual gift is and um, you know, just opening up now this is this is really how I benefit the body of Christ. Yep. So um so yeah, like okay, in in each of you, like let me just get a feel as I go into this, like are each of you pretty solid in your spiritual gifting? Yes. Yes. Okay. And have you worked to develop it? Yes. Yes. Okay. And are you <laughs> deploying it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, um, Erica, I just, just to give us, Erica, what would you say, like, if I come to you, because this is what I do with women, right away, what would you say, like, uh, Erica, what's your spiritual gift? My primary spiritual gift is leadership admin. Depends okay. on people use those two different words interchangeably. Yes. Okay. Lauren, what is your your spiritual gift? Exhortation. Okay. And so um, right away, these ladies knew what to say. And that is very unusual. Um, it, it's, it's almost sad, the yeah. amount of women, even women in ministry leading pastors' wives and uh, just women that have been saved and in the church for so long that when I ask that question, they look at me almost like I am a little like on the, oh, you're one of those girls. Mm. And the thing is, this isn't like a denominational thing. 
this is a Bible thing, right? A Bible thing. And yeah, so- let's help to like clear up any kind of confusion there too. Like, do we have that passage pulled up of where these are found in? Okay, like- so there's four passages. Okay. And um, I'll give those. Um, the first one is Romans 12, verses 4 to 8, um, what we would consider the first mention of spiritual gifts as a chronological yes. um, um, perspective. Then, And that would be Paul with okay. Romans. Paul then goes and talks about them again in 1 Corinthians 12. He talks about them again in Ephesians 4, 11 to 13, and then Peter chimes in on them in 1 Peter 4, 10 to 11. So those are the main passages. You'll notice that these are all epistles, letters written to the churches. And so we know that as believers, mm-hmm. um, those are applicable to us, not unbelievers. Yep. And so we know that, okay, if this is mentioned four times in epistles written to believers, this is something that should be. Yeah, it's pretty significant. And so what we do is, okay, so, you know, you start your teaching on this, and this is where a lot of people differ. But I'm going to say, you know, the thing that helped me was Chip Ingram, quite a few years ago, put out a teaching series called Your Divine Design. Mm. And the way he explained and taught spiritual gifts, it was just light bulb moment. Yeah. And I was kind of always like, oh, this spiritual gift thing, like it's like this major thing where you have to take all these tests and have it evaluated. And I I came to the point where like, this is just, this is not rocket science to figure out your spiritual gift. I don't think God would have made this, yeah, I'm going to give you all this spiritual gift and good luck finding what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, No, it's actually pretty simple if you're taught the gifts. And so he, um, he starts off with the main passage, Romans, which is our first chronological explanation of the gifts. And he gives what the seven main gifts are. And okay, so this normally takes a lot of time teaching this. So we're not going to be able to give all the backup to this. But the seven main teaching gifts mentioned, uh, seven main spiritual gifts, I'm sorry, that's my bad, um, given in Romans are prophecy, teaching, exhortation, leadership admin, like Erica mentioned earlier, mercy, giving, and serving. And how he teaches this based on some Greek translations of the verbs in Romans and Corinthians and Ephesians, when he breaks down the Greek translations of the use of these, it does lead us to this idea that there's going to be one primary motivational gift. And Erica, you said yours is leadership admin, and you said yours is exhortation, Mm -hmm. Lauren. Mine is prophecy. So the problem there is growing up, I never heard anything about prophecy. Yeah. 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 That's what I was going to say. Just reading the list of the seven, what people, what I thought for a long time, this is what I thought when I would hear those seven listed out. Prophecy. Um, telling the future or being a pastor. Yeah. Uh, teaching the Sunday school teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, exhortation, um, making people feel good. Uh, leadership mm-hmm. admin, telling people what to do. Mercy, feeling bad for people. Giving, giving money. And serving, um, doing things that um, nobody else wants no one do. else wants to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is great, Erica. Yeah. I didn't know you had that prepared, but I didn't. I just thought of that. <laughs> okay. Yes. But that is, I mean, that's pretty much 
exactly what I thought. Like, does that kind of ring true to you, yeah. Lauren? Well, it's, I have a little bit of a different background. So I was introduced to this in a non-denominational church and they do have, they had like a little course and stuff, but um, one of the ways that y'all teach it is with this list of uh, like weaknesses mm-hmm. and <laughs> I walked around for about <laughs> what, 10 years as like a pretty seasoned, like serving in leadership yeah. Christian thinking that I had the gift of prophecy as my main leadership, like, or that was, that was my main primary gift. And, um, it wasn't until I saw that list of, cause they're, they're pretty close exhortation yeah. and prophecy yeah. are pretty close. Um, but it wasn't until I had that list of like what you struggle with. Yes. And yes. we, and we are going to link resources below in this episode. We're going to link to the real you. Um, and just some other things too, to kind of help y'all. If you do not know your spiritual gift to figure it out so that you guys can feel empowered to be able to deploy this and serve your local body and all that too. But anyways, um, yeah. So I walked around for about 10 years thinking that I was the gift of prophecy. And, um, we covered that in season one. It's not telling the future. It's foretelling the Mm -hmm. biblical truths of scripture, which I did a lot Mm -hmm. in very aggressive manners sometimes. Right. right. Yeah. Um, But the weaknesses of the exhorter, like, man, I embodied those. And so I was like, oh my goodness, I'm not that like my heart and my motivation in speaking truth is not necessarily to like proclaim truth. It's to watch people grow. Yeah. I want people to get it and then do something with it. Yeah. And if you don't, I can have a tendency to be like, you're dead to me. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a weakness. That's a weakness. weakness. And I'm working on it. (laughs) Okay. So the concept here is this primary motivational gift. Okay. So this is how taking the seven gifts that Romans gives us, once I learned what they meant and that they weren't simply what Erica just said there, that, okay, one of these is going to push all the others. And so- Like one of these gifts. Yes, one of these gifts. And the thing is, you will definitely have one gift. Scripture tells us that. But it's also, you will have- possibly two or three giftings. And so just my explanation of this through my own personal experiences, you know, growing up um, as a pastor's kid, you are just thrown into ministry. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, because I had an extroverted personality and because I was around a lot, um, if we needed someone to help in the children's things, Deanna was thrown in there. And so there was just naturally, oh, you have a gift in teaching. And um, so as I graduated high school back in the, you know, late 80s, and girls back then in in the Christian community weren't pushed to do a whole lot of things. Yeah. So it's like you go to Bible college and you can be a pastor's wife, you can be a missionary, you can be a nurse, or you can be a Christian school teacher. There you go. And I'm like, but wait, I wanted to be a businesswoman. And, you know, live in a penthouse and own a big company. (laughs) That wasn't in the suggested list. So I was like, okay, well, I sure don't want to marry a pastor because I know that life. And missionary, I surrendered to every mission field, I think, growing up. And it just never panned out. And I've realized since then I'm not a big 
travel to other culture person. Um, and then there was the nurse and I'm like, yep, yeah, nope, don't like cutting on skin. <laughs> okay, so well, there you go. There's your calling, Deanna, you are going to be a Christian school teacher. So I went to Bible college and went got my degree in education got placed in a classroom. And realized that though I would do my very best, something was just missing. Yeah. Something was missing. I did not, you know, I had a really close um, friend that we taught together and she just loved, loved teaching and being in the classroom and, and doing all the research and finding all the stuff. And me, I'm like, okay, I'll do this. Mm. Um, but it, it wasn't, there was something missing. And so finally, when I learned about the gift of prophecy that, you know, in our day, it's a forth telling a, a... I have the scriptures, I know the truths, and these certain truths has made a huge impact in my life once I learned them. I have to tell you whether you want me to or not. Yeah. And um, I will do that in a very, um, what would you say, the manner? Direct. Direct, <laughs> direct way. And I've had to learn through the years to tame it a little bit. Mm. But I'm like, oh my goodness, prophecy is my gift. Because when I started learning things that were starting to set me free, especially out of a, a life of legalism, it was like, try and shut me up. Yeah. And so, and like you, the cautionary things on, if you have the gift of prophecy, yes. you probably do these things. I'm like, oh my goodness, that is me. Yeah. And getting accused of just telling people what to do and, you know, just being too direct Yeah. and being accused that you love to be confrontational. And the thing is like, I really don't love to be confrontational, but if there's something I know biblically that can see. help you, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so through the years, I had to learn how to develop it, deploy it. But now what I know is my primary motivational gift is prophecy. But people would say, well, Deanna, you teach a lot. Well, in order as a female, especially in the Christian realm, in order for me to be able to tell you what you need to hear, I need to be in a lot of teaching scenarios. Yep. Especially in my first few years of this, because it was the only accepted realm eventually of women teaching women. Yeah. yeah. Like podcast was not a thing. Yeah. No, like, no. It was, you had to be in a Sunday school room. Yeah. Yes. That was the option. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and even there, it took a while because I was, I was raised in an, an environment where female teachers stopped at sixth grade. Huh. And so youth, youth didn't have female teachers. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a women's class mm -hmm. in my churches growing up. Wow. So this was a real struggle. So once I kind of was set free from that and yeah. realized, okay, women are supposed to teach yeah. women. Um, okay. So let's have some classes. Let's, let's do this in, in, in a church where they, they would allow that. And so I realized that mine was very different. I did not like the research. Mm. of it. And that's what put me out of teaching gift. Mm -hmm. Teachers just love the research of it. They love building the case for it. I'm like, no, sit there. Yeah. This is what you need. Here's the thing. <laughs> and now just live in that, live in that. What's the problem? Live in that. Yeah. And then, um, and so that was like, okay, so I will teach so I can use my prophecy gift. Yeah. 
And then I had touches of leadership and um, admin gift. And so when I realized like, okay, I will put a little retreat together. I will put a women's little get together together Mm -hmm. so I can prophesy. Right. And um, or I will lead a nonprofit um, so, you know, in 2009, it was like the Lord called me to start a nonprofit. Well, I did not really want to do that. Right. But in order for me to get my truths across to women in my community, we started a nonprofit and I led that and I admined it and we got a lot of prophecy out and a lot of teaching out. So my prophecy is my main primary motivational gift. It's in me. I know it. You cannot convince me otherwise. And that causes me to teach. Mm-hmm. It pushes me to lead things when mm-hmm. maybe I wouldn't want to lead. Right. It pushes me to admin things. It pushes me to exhortation. Yeah. Um, it even pushes me into some of these other gifts because I've learned that mercy is the opposite <laughs> of my gift. And so now I have to, I, I've, I've just prayed through the years, Lord, give me the gift of mercy. So yeah. that is kind of when I mean, um, your prophecy, I mean, your primary motivational gift, it's going to push you to do other things so that you can do it. Yeah. So you say, how do you find this out? Well, you know, there's, I've, you know, tests. I've, I've done those tests with like 200 questions. And as I've asked other women to do them, they're like, I really don't know how to answer these. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, do I answer them in the form of a mother yeah, or a worker, exactly, or a person in the church, and so I'm like, okay, so these things really, I don't know, and and if you're not really taught the gifts, you're going to answer them very differently. So uh, just a few years ago, um, Chip Ingram's ministry put out a it's it's called the Real dot org. Mm-hmm. You go to that and you answer a small handful of questions. Yeah. And it will very quickly, you know, put out for you your strengths, your giftings, how you'll even use these giftings in in manifesting and ministering and all these different things. And I just went, whoa, this is a great tool. And so I use that tool for pretty much any ministry I'm in now. And then if you want to go to his Your Divine Design, there's a book now he has, but he also has the videos free on YouTube. Mm. And so to get that teaching of finding your gift. Yeah. And it is like, I will just say too, because I know my husband is like this. He's like, well, it's situational to answer those questions. It depends on the situation. Cause in this situation I would do this. And in this situation I would do that. And so I try to encourage him, like, just you're thinking about it way too deeply, you know, like just try and answer quickly. Like what would be the number one thing that what's your default? Yeah. What's your, what's your default, you know? Um, but then also when you sit under a little bit of teaching, of this spiritual gift, like under some of these resources that we send, um, and just kind of hear how some of the other gifts behave and act, you can also draw your own conclusions. Like you can, you can be led in this to, to gravitate toward one or another. But another thing just that I want, because I'm an exhorter, um, that's just that I want to give like, uh, I don't know, an encouragement toward is like, you just heard a woman (laughs) testify that she, spent money and went for years getting a degree in teaching because that's what she thought her spiritual gift was. Okay. Mm -hmm. I spent 10 years in ministry 
in quote unquote, the wrong or not my core primary spiritual gift, but the Lord is still going to like lead the steps before you. He is still the one that is orchestrating your life. And he is still like, he can still use, even if you don't get this completely a hundred percent, this is accurate. This is what I am. I know that this is just walk in faithfulness where the Lord is calling you to go. And he is going to go before you. And, and you know what I mean? Like I needed that season of thinking that I was in the gift of prophecy, you know, like, um, that, that alone built me up in a lot of ways and gave me some skill sets that I wouldn't normally have to be able to do some things in the future that the Lord saw that I needed to be able to do. So yeah, yeah. I don't see when, when Paul and Peter talk about this gifting, I don't see anything really around it saying, now, listen, if you mess this up, yeah. Um, the only negative we see, and we'll talk about that a little bit, is if if you are doing your gifts, make sure that they're being done in love. And we'll talk about yes. that. But I don't see any of this like, ah, you missed it. Right. You know, good yeah. luck finding it. I don't think there's like an age uh roof on it ceiling on it either it's oh, like yeah. if you're 75 listening to this and mm-hmm. you this is the first time you've ever heard of this yes. like you you can still if you still got yes. breath in the lungs yeah and you can still are part of a body which you should be yes. like you have a spiritual gift get after finding it start yes. learning about it and you can use it like he still has plans for yeah. you that you can fulfill well and if you're a mother too like one of the things that i love like i have young kids in my home and now that i've sat under enough good solid teach like biblical teaching yeah. on this i can identify it in them yes like i literally yes. just spoke this over Isaac yesterday. Cause he was like, he, you know, he's burdened by truth when he hears truth and he's like, and he wants people to get it, man. And I'm like, well, sweetie, yes. that's because you have the gift of prophecy. Yeah. And so the biblical truth and scripture is going to come really easy for you. Yeah. What you're going to have to learn how to do yes. <laughs> is be patient while other people don't necessarily get that. Truth <laughs> yes, yet. Yes. So, you know, but the insane, not everyone appreciates that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then my other son, server, Yeah. All day long, just like his father. Like, I mean, you know, just, you can just see it. He comes alive when he gets to just serve those around him that he loves and even at church and stuff, you know, like, and so you can start talking, speaking that over your kids too, and start preparing them. As soon as that child makes a profession of faith, whether the mom or dad is like, well, we don't know if they really understood. Okay. You know, if they make a profession of faith, Take, start taking the steps, you know, Mm -hmm. talk to them about baptism and have them get baptized. And, um, and then you start talking to them about their spiritual gift because Erica right away. I mean, if I would have been as informed (laughs) about spiritual gifts back then, (laughs) I could have told her on the day of her salvation, (laughs) honey, this is your gift. Yeah. Um, Because when she was in kindergarten, she would get in trouble for going to the, the her teacher <laughs> and giving her ideas on how to better run the classroom. How did that go over? It, listen, she got a spanking. I did. I got a spanking because I thought it was inefficient. And I think we may have said this on season one already. It was inefficient to not have when you're passing out the test or the papers or the worksheets. Like, why are you going to walk, uh, you know, to the back right corner? And then the next paper is the, the back left corner. <laughs> and then the one in the middle. Like, you should actually, if you think about it, put everyone's seats alphabetical order. So that when you pass out your papers that are also in alphabetical order, you just pass them out most efficiently one by one by one so you don't have to spend all this wasted time around the room <laughs> hey, hey. she okay, didn't yeah. like that so yeah. if <laughs> any of y'all listening yes. if that 
like registered with you and you, you were like, yeah, yeah, that makes so much sense. Like, why wouldn't she? Absolutely. You're probably an admin leadership yes. gifting. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, there's going to be these things that come together and Chip explains this so well, your natural propensity toward life. Yes. Your passion. Yes. And then that's going to come in with this spiritual aspect. You know, God, God's not going to be like, I'm going to give you this gift, but it's going to be completely opposite of your personality of how I've made you. Yes. Yes. So, um, so good. Yes. So you take these things. And so if I'd have known that, you know, eventually we started realizing and it was just like this, this girl's going to have some leadership. Yeah. Um, and she, you know, she led her brother very willingly all his <laughs> life. Whether, Unwillingly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's Sometimes just, you have to learn how to do that when yes, you're followers. Yes. He was her first guinea pig. And then all of her friends in her classroom and stuff like that. And so the thing is, it has kind of proven to be that is how she's using her spiritual yeah. gift in the body. So um, I love a true admin leadership, like admin leadership people <laughs> just bless my life, man, because it is, it's not one of my top gifts. I can operate in it because I run a business. And so you, you kind of just have to yeah. do certain things, but man, my brain just doesn't naturally go to like the organization of things and practically how to like get things done. And so when I have admin leaderships like come into my life and they like print out my papers yes. for me <laughs> and do my notes and like they have here's step A, here's B, here's C. We're going to do this. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it just like, you know, cause that's what I don't operate in that. My brain doesn't naturally go there. So I love all of you admins out there. Uh, you know, I just love all the different gifts. Yeah, yeah. Because well, it's yeah, like so. I can't, I can't do in ministry yes. what I have a desire to do, how God's placed his desire without everyone around me. Yes. Like I've I've learned I need to keep mercy people around me. Yes. To kind of temper me. Yeah. You know, and so okay. So I I I, I don't like to we don't like to do this a lot, like, but I'm going to just read like the 10 just kind of principles that Chip has put in his book for understanding spiritual gifts. Because this is another thing I realized, oh my goodness, like there is a huge lack of misunderstanding yes. about these things. True story. So, okay. So number one, every Christian has one or more spiritual gifts. That's, it's, it's, it's clearly said in scripture. Many believers have received more than one spiritual gift. Spiritual gifts are given at the moment of regeneration, salvation, but they may lie undiscovered and dormant for a long period of time. So that's why I like very much mm -hmm. put in any of my discipleship. It's part of our spiritual growth plan now. Yep. Find your spiritual gift because this will help filter mm -hmm. what you do in life. Yep. Um, the next one, spiritual gifts can lie dormant or be neglected, but they cannot be lost. So once you're a believer, you have this gift, they can be there, but it's not like, oh, I, I, I didn't know to find this for my first 25 years of salvation, so I must have lost it. No, there is an element of if you abuse your gift, if you don't use it properly, that you know God can withhold some use using of your gift. Sure. But if you didn't know about this, and you're like, I've been saved 25 years, surely. No, it's still there. Mm -hmm. um, spiritual gifts, oh, this is big. Spiritual gifts are not the same as the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 
So when I say the gifts of the Holy Spirit in Ephesians 5, 22 and 23, I'm referring to love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering, meekness, temperance. Okay, that list that we know, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit builds those in you yeah. as you grow as a believer. So those are not like, oh, yes, I've been given the gift of love and um, I've not been given the gift of joy. So that's why I'm always depressed. No, these are things that the Holy Spirit builds in you. Can you imagine someone trying to love you without joy? <laughs> I, I know. I just got a picture. And a lot of the time you have to choose to use them. It's like the Holy Spirit is now sealed within me as a believer. They are in me. It's not that they weren't placed in me and, oh, I got to learn. Like, no, it's a choice most days to walk in love, to walk filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's a lot of um, surrendering. Like, Lord, in this moment, fill me with joy. I know it's in there. Let it be, let it come out right now with meekness, humility, whatever the, the, so that's. Yeah. And even just realizing like, okay, I, I do know, like I, you know, tend to be a person that just doesn't love other people. There's a lot of people that say that, say that now, even as Christians, like, yeah, I really don't like people. And I just want to, and I'm like, okay, that's not supposed to be part of you as a, as a believer. And so what you simply do is like, Holy Spirit, I need love for this individual, for for this this individual, for people in general, grow that in me. So two very different things. The spiritual gift is how you serve the body. The gifts of the spirit are these these, fruit that come the fruit. Yes. Grown in you. So, okay. Um, Spiritual gifts are not the same as natural talents. Okay. So some women will think, well, you know, I took piano lessons as a kid. I'm really good at playing the piano. That's my spiritual gift. Playing the piano is not a spiritual gift. Cooking food is not a spiritual gift. Um, you know, what What are some other ones that some... Um, singing is mm-hmm. not a spiritual gift. These are not talents. Yeah. Okay. They're not necessarily skills. Can they eventually be ways that you can manifest your spiritual gift. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, a, a woman may have the spiritual gift of exhortation and she's blessed with a good singing voice. And so she exhorts the body of Christ by singing spiritual truths each Sunday mm-hmm. that exhort me. Yeah. Okay. They push me on in my spiritual walk. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just be careful of that because some people will be like, oh, well, you know, this is my skill and talent. So this is all I'm going to do. And I'm like, mm, that's not really how we think about spiritual yeah. gifts. Okay. Some spiritual gifts are more useful in local churches than others because they result in greater edification of the body. So, um, okay. So, you know, in our church right now, um, my prophecy gift has very much led me to lead things and teach in such a way that it's helping other women realize they have a gift of prophecy where they would have never thought that before. Sure. Yeah. And then what that does is, as I'll talk about, um, it causes them to like, okay, this is some things you should do as a result of having a prophecy gift. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's just going to be like different local bodies. God has, you know, different um, plans and purposes for different bodies, local bodies. And so that's why you have to be like, okay, not every church is going to have strength in every area, but this is like, okay, this church, 
we're really like they're in a in a location where there's just like a lot of poverty and everything. So giving is going to probably be a strong gift in yeah. that local church mm. because they're around so many what we called material, temporal, physical needs. Right. Okay. So okay. So that's that's just that thought in there. Um, um, charismata literally means grace gifts. Um, and these gifts are sovereignly and undeservedly given by the Holy Spirit. So is charismata the word that's used? Yes, in, in scripture. Okay. Um, charisma, charismata. Okay. okay. This is where we get the concept of charismatic. Okay. And so can you see how some churches, um, denominations fall more in a, in a, well, we're a charismatic church. Right. They're going to focus a lot on giftings, whether or not they're taught correctly or, um, you know, encouraged in, you know, in, Mm -hmm. in a lot of different areas. But that word means grace gifts. These are gifts given to us because God is gracious to us in allowing us to serve one another with this gift. And then spiritual gifts are God's spiritual equipment for effective service and edification of the body. So, I mean, it's, it, it's simple. It's just like a person running a business. Yep. So a person that runs a business, I need this person that does this, this person that does this, this person, and I need you to be in your areas so we have every area covered so this business can run properly. Mm-hmm. Well, God's like, okay, in church, I need all of you mm-hmm. using all of your gifts for this to run smoothly yeah. and properly and most effectively. And then individually, if I know what my spiritual gift is and I start developing it and deploying it, mm-hmm. I know, oh, okay, stay in your lane, Deanna. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, if someone needs exhortation, hey, Lauren, you're really good at this. This is your thing. Will you step in there? And we were able to do this this past weekend. Yeah. You know, where, you know, your exhortation gift really came in. My prophecy leadership gift yeah. came in and we we tag teamed on yeah. that. It was also really cool too, because over the weekend, we um, I kind of got to use an illustration with one of the girls that was there because she was just kind of struggling. She's like, I'm just not really sure. I was like, well, let me like delineate it for you this way. And, um, you know, just over the course of the weekend, I knew that Deanna, who has poured into me and really helped me to understand some deep biblical truths and caused like a lot of life change and maturity and stuff. Um, I wanted these girls to have the opportunity to sit underneath her teaching because they were going home and they wouldn't get the regular exposure to like some of the teaching that has just been life-changing for me. Um, and so I served a lot mm-hmm. and I, you brought me my pepperoni yeah, I brought roll pepperoni roll that took and, an admin element. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Organizing that trip, even, even organizing the trip. Right. Exactly. I mean, we, it probably, we would have had uh, better resources had someone else admin, but you know, we got it done. We did what <laughs> needed to be done. Um, but yeah. And you know, I did the dishes so that Christina didn't have to worry about doing that. And mm-hmm. you know, cause I wanted her to have time with you. And so I was able to kind of use this illustration. I was like, my gift is exhortation. Mm-hmm. I was like, what have you noticed about me this weekend? She was like, oh, well, you've been like serving like crazy. Like you've been da 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 I'm like, exactly. But my motivation was not to like, not because like I saw a need and like needed to meet the need. It was, man, I want these girls to be built up and spurred on to do good works in Christ. Man, I want them to get this teaching so that it can 
be revolutionary yes. and, and change their walks with the Lord. And I know that that woman helps me in this. And so I want them to sit at her feet for as much as possible time as they can, you know, and that's the reason why I served. And it's like this light bulb yeah. went off for her. And, um, she even said at no, a, that was another neat. conversation, it was really cool. Um, we were just talking about generosity and the gift of giving and stuff. And she looked at me and she goes, Oh, I know why you did that. She's like, you did that so that, so that we could be exhorted. Like you take on that burden of, of giving. And sometimes in order that other people can like hear truth and be encouraged and spurred on. I was like, yes, exactly. Like it was really cool that like it connected in her brain, you know? And so, yeah, that's like, that's a pretty good illustration. It's a great illustration. Walking in other gifts, but like your core motivation is still the same. Like I want people to grow in their walks with Christ. I want people to be spurred to action for the cause of Christ. Yeah. And, and because you're, you are so active and intentional in your spiritual growth, you're at the point where you'll do just about any of these other gifts to make it happen. To make it happen. Yeah, that is true. I would say that. Yeah. Let's talk about, um, and let's not spend too much time on this because I do want us to have time to get into labor of love. Um, But some cautions, warnings, and just practical advice for uh, some of the spiritual gifts that tend to um, come out in certain ways. Like mama said, she can tend to be direct. And some people may take that as blunt, but she's trying to be bold. So it's like, how can I, you know, learn how to best utilize my gifts in different scenarios or how to exhort people like with Lauren, that's going to change in different rooms and different groups of people. Um, But there's just some basic pieces of advice, cautions, and warnings that go for some of the gifts that are just like red flags we got to be careful of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's definitely said that you need to have love. Yes. When you're doing the spiritual gifts. And um, when you're a mercy person and you're a giver person and you're a server person and an exhorter person, um, love isn't quite as difficult to um, identify in that person mm-hmm. um, because just the nature of what they're doing feels loving. But as a cautionary, it can also be kind of enabling if you allow the person that you're being merciful to to kind of maybe sit in their crap for too long. Right. And or- so what what we want to say, first of all, is any gifting that we have and then that we start to use if we are not doing it out of a heart of love yeah. for people, then what Paul says, it is like a clanging symbol. Yeah. I remember I did um, a whole Bible study when I did my nonprofit on spiritual gifts, and we had this big event at the end of it because we'd, we'd gone through all the gifts. We broke up into groups. I had a I had a, um, a leader in each of those gifts go off with women that had that gift and you know really speak into them how they do it. And what the cautions are. And at the end, we came in and we were in a big circle. And I was in a back room and I had two um, pan lids. Mm. And big circle, I mean, probably 60 some women. You had what? Lids to pans. pans, Like metal pan lids? Yeah. Okay. Pots and pans. Oh, okay. She's going somewhere. No, I know it's going somewhere, (laughs) but I don't think that was. Okay. I can understand what you said. That wasn't the visualization. Yeah. Okay. So I had these two lids that went to like these bigger pots that I had. I come out of the room 
And I start banging those two together. And I walk on the perimeter, the outside perimeter of the circle of women. And I am like right behind them as I walk around. And I walked around and at first like, yeah, okay, we get it, Tiana. Yeah, this is funny. And I kept walking. Yeah. And I kept going around. I don't know how many times I lapped around that circle of women. I went so long to where I started sensing Okay, Deanna, like we get it. Right. And then I started sensing like some women that 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 anger and frustration was It was well- annoying. Yes. Yeah. I, I wanted to go to where they really started getting upset with me. And like jokes over, Deanna, we get the illustration. Right. But I kept going. Yeah. And I like I would even come up close to some to where it would like really bother them. Yeah. And so once I felt like I had truly completely annoyed my entire audience <laughs> of women that they weren't laughing anymore. Right. I stopped. And I said, right now, what you're sensing, this is how people feel when you do your gift and you use your gift on them, but they don't have any sense of love. Mm. And that was just huge for me, especially with my gift. With the gift of prophecy. So when we talk about each of these gifts, it must be I'm prophesying, teaching, exhortating, Exhorting, I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, I like it. I, yeah, um, um, leading, admining, serving, giving. What's the other one? Teaching, um, mercying. Yeah, mercying. Mm. Because I love people. Because we can do our gift. Because when we're doing our gift, it does make us feel fulfilled. Yes. And there's a reason why we call it the primary motivational. Yes, it's feeding gift. something in it, us and yeah. allowing us to get out of us. And so we can do our gifting a lot for our own yeah. purposes. And so I have to make sure, like, am I saying this because I truly love this person? And so some of the mm-hmm. things can come across like, okay, that didn't feel very loving, but sometimes the most loving thing you can do for an individual is speak truth to them. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, do I wish sometimes my main gift was mercy or giving and people would just, you know, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Deanna. Yes, I do. (laughs) Um, Because most people aren't, they don't thank you very much for prophesying to them. So what you want to make sure is that um, your gifting is, you've developed it a little bit and you're knowing when to deploy it and where to deploy it. And some of like, okay, so when I prophesy, I got to make sure that the person that I'm prophesying to, hopefully I've built some equity with. Yeah. And that's why in my church, I do what we're going to talk about, labor of love ministries and stuff, that I am still showing love to those people um, in different ways. Because when I have to sit down individually and speak truth or in in a meeting with a team and I have to speak truth, it really does help when they know. But we know Deanna's main goal here is not Deanna. Right. Um, that she really wants me to grow spiritually. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so just making sure that some of those things that we're doing it for the right reason. And like you said, um, exhortation, mercy, gifting, um, mm-hmm. the giving, you can be enabling people. Yeah. 
So you got a mama that's just giving money and doing and money and doing. Or speaking out life-giving things over your children all the time. Yes. Which is good. It's good. You know, but they need truth too. And they need to know that they're not God's gift to the screen earth. Yes. it's it's, So there's so many negatives that can go to Mm -hmm. this. That's why it's good. Like, and we'll we'll give you some of those tools to see those. One um, one that we definitely wanted to mention was if you have anything that qualifies as a speaking gift, tend to be on a platform in front of others in any capacity, whether that is the prophecy, the teaching, leadership, admin, and sometimes even exhortation, it can bleed into that. Um, Yes. Oh, definitely. If it's a platform, like in front of people, gift. Speaking. Yeah. Right. But generally when you're on a platform, you are speaking to the people is what I'm going for. Yeah. Um, Is you better make sure that you are regularly spending time one-on-one with the Lord in the word and in prayer. Yes. Because it's not like our words. It's not our truth. We're trying to declare. Uh We are wanting to declare his truth. Right. That, you know, not our own truth. So just make sure you're that in the word there. a healthy dose of the fear of the Lord too. Like, you know, yeah. um, you're speaking and we should always be, have a goal of speaking on behalf, like being a mouthpiece for the Lord. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so leading for the Lord, you know, not for our own purposes. And, you know, if you're not in the word and you're proclaiming these things, like, yeah, like leadership admin people better be praying for wisdom. Yeah. Because we yeah. can lead people completely opposite and it sound biblical and it look like it's done yes. in a biblical way. But we know deep down, like we ain't asked God for a lick of wisdom in the decision making right. process. And right. We can be leading people away from God's will instead of submitting and yes. honoring the Lord and how we make our plans. Yeah. Even yeah. when it doesn't make sense. But yeah. Yeah. It's, it, you'd be surprised at how many people that I've known that be teachers, like they'll be a teacher of a Sunday school class. And what they do is they look at their curriculum real quickly, maybe the night before or the morning of. Or while you're in the classroom. Or while you're in the classroom. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, no. Someone needs to lovingly let them know, like, if you're in the position of a teacher, you need to have spent some time in the Word going through these things. And so that's why, I, you know, as soon as we identify one of those speaking gifts in an in a individual in our church, a woman in our church, I'm like, okay, um, you need to take our Bible teaching course. Yeah. And um, because a lot of people know bible things. Yes. Um, and little cliches and, and concepts and principles. But um, do they know what to do with God's word in in digging into it, expositing, exegeting, all that kind of stuff? This was so me. The Lord had a lot of grace on my life, but this was so me. Like, you know, my heart was good. Yes. And, I, and I do believe that he honored my efforts, you know. Um, but man, I just didn't know what I didn't know. And so I just, I want those of you who are listening, I might be petting you right now as my exhorter. Yes, she is. I just yeah. want those of you who are listening who are like, I'm just not in the word enough. So I can't teach. I'm just not in the word enough. So I can't prophesy. I'm just not in the, just like, just allow the Lord to encourage you to be in the word. But like, I don't know. I, the Lord still had so much mercy and grace on my life and allowed me to speak truths and still get some stuff right and still see some fruit and everything. Because I think that he just knew that my heart was for him. Like I really did. I just, I didn't have, um, I didn't know how to study the Bible. Yeah. You know? And so I was just basing a lot of stuff off of some really good sticking with you cliches, (laughs) you know, and biblical principles were taught pretty well. Um, And so I, I had those, you know, pretty well down. And, um, but yeah, I just, 
the Lord will have mercy on you, but that does not negate like, um, your ignorance is like, you can't stay there. You know, like if you're listening to this right now, like let this be your, um, encouragement to pick up your word, like get in the Bible, like for all things, but especially with your spiritual gift. If you do have one of those platform, like roles or giftings, get in the word, do not stay ignorant to it, you know, because it can, it can cause some damage too. And I, and I've, and I have done that, you know, I've had to go back and apologize and everything. It's not fun. It's not a fun. Yeah. You and I, this past week, and I think there was a really, just a good, um, if this, if, if we could have videoed some of the things, yeah. Um, cause there was, there was a time where like the first night mm-hmm. where I'm normally a speaker and a talker, I said almost nothing. Yeah. Um, it was a listening time. Yep. And so if I would have just gone in like a bull in a china shop, yep. you know, like I normally like to do just yeah. saying all my stuff, I would not have been able to hear those girls stories yeah. and be able to then the next two days, then start speaking some truth to their specific needs. Right. Um, you know, you're um, enabling um, with um, exhortation, like we talk about. Yep. So sometimes, um, and I do this too, because yeah. I have touches of this, someone will be sharing their story and stuff. And we're just like, oh, yes. Oh, I understand. Yeah. And yes. And, and so um, I had to learn that, okay, sometimes just let them keep speaking. Yeah. Because you may be validating something in them that doesn't need validated. That doesn't need to be validated. Yeah. That the Lord doesn't want validated. Or that the Lord kinda, wants pulled out. Yeah. Or you've kind of like stopped them from going deeper into yes. a issue because yeah. we so badly, you know, an exhorter wants to so badly like, no, no, no. I want you to feel okay. I want yes. you to love. I want you to know. And so like, so this weekend I had to hold back some. Yep. You had to hold back mm-hmm. some just so we would accomplish what we went to accomplish. Yeah. And to be able to use our giftings in the best way. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Another uh, couple of cautions just to do quickly. Um, your because you know your gift, your gift is then not your get out of jail free card to not take part in the other gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, as it was stated earlier, um, everybody has needs in all of these areas. Um, and just because you're, you know, you may be, a, you're the teacher preacher, a teacher, but mm-hmm. there's an opportunity and a need in your body um, to serve. Doesn't mean like, oh, no, can't do that. That's not my gift. I'll leave that to the servers. Um, that's not the mindset that we should be taking into that. Um, but that's why it's also important that you should have an understanding of each gift um, and the gifts of those you are doing ministry with. So if you're in a team of Sunday school teachers or, you know, you do VBS or you're on a outreach team um, or a Bible teaching team or, or anything really, um, a cleaning team, it's like have the conversation of like, Hey guys, do, does, do y'all like know your spiritual gifts? Like mm-hmm. we, we should talk about this. Like if the three of us sat here and weren't aware of, you know, Lauren's an exhorter, uh, mama is, you know, prophecy and I'm leadership. If we just came in here, not knowing that about each other, um, there could be a lot of misunderstanding, a lot mm-hmm. of overlap. Mm-hmm. Like of I could, hurt. I could be trying to be taking over exhorting when I have someone sitting here that that's actually something they're gifted in. Yeah. Why am I going to take that? Or Lauren trying to like always do the Admin. leadership and there's <laughs> someone here sitting with leadership. So it's yeah. like really trying to empower people in their gift and not trying to do it all because you've not had the conversation of 
hey, what, what's your gift actually? We, we probably should be taking that into consideration when we're, when we're serving our church. Yeah. Um, so that, and then we've mentioned the mercy gifts can tend to uh, enable people if they don't want to, you know, that's when you have to speak truth sometimes. Yeah. And that's when the, the prof- prophecy comes into play or the exhorting and comes into play into yes. the gift of mercy. And you as a mercy person, you know, we should, the Bible teaches us that we should eagerly desire all the gifts. You know, that's not um, yeah. the same thing. It's not a get out of jail free card of just because you don't have the gift of prophecy, which you probably don't if you're the gift of mercy or it's like a bottom <laughs> yeah. gift, you know, cause those tend to be opposites. It doesn't mean that you won't have to speak truth and make those people feel uncomfortable in certain moments while still walking out and displaying the gift of mercy to them. That yeah. might be the most merciful thing that you can possibly do. I love you so much that I can't watch you sit in this same position for any longer mm-hmm. in your yeah. life. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, another one is I think a lot of churches, um, especially with people that may have more resources financially than others, mm. they, we automatically assume and assign, oh, yes. they have the gift of giving because they have money. Yes. Yes. They have yes. a bigger house. Yes. They have uh, nicer cars than us in the church mm-hmm. parking lot. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to be the ones, you know, sending, right, yeah. the big checks. Um, and so we you know, have a need. I'm the poorest one in the church. So surely I, can't I don't have, have the, the gift, gift of giving. <laughs> no, the gift of giving goes to any and all on a financial yeah. spectrum. Yeah. Um, it's just. Because it's not about finances. It's about the heart condition. Right. Like, yeah. I want to give my time, my resources, yes. my, yes. my, my prayers, yes. my yes. energy. Yes. It can be a check. Yes. It, it's it's a it's a heart condition, not a a bank statement. Like yes. It's, yes. someone can be, you know, the poorest person in the church and they are the most burdened people. I want to give as much as I can. Yes. Like yeah. the lady with yes. the with the, the two yeah. coins. The two coins. Yes. Yep. My yeah. door is always open. I just yeah. want to use what I have and use it for and just kingdom. because you don't have the gift of giving, if that's not your primary motivational doesn't gift, mean doesn't mean give. when there's an offering being <laughs> yeah. announced at church, yeah. oh, that's not my gift. I'm not going to give anything to the offerings yeah. or to the children or the missionaries. Nope, I'll leave that to the rich people. Like yeah. that that ain't it. That ain't it. Yeah. And it's it's funny how that stuff does happen Yeah. Um, with such a misunderstanding of the gifts and yeah, like I like how she worded that, the get out of jail free card. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to do that. Um, one thing I want to say about the gift of serving. So this one kind of gets a little, um, I don't know, misinterpreted. Okay, so essentially all the gifts, when we're using our gift, we're serving people. Right. So like sitting here right now in this room on a Saturday morning where we spent, what, three hours uh, last night or the night before mm-hmm. talking about this. And then we're giving whatever, four or five hours today. And then whoever does. Okay. So you're taking all of that is serving people. Right. Okay. So, so it doesn't mean that just because you're not doing what we deem service, like in the kitchen. Right. Okay. So this is the other thing. I'll have people that will say I'm the gift of service one, because they don't understand the other gifts. So they just default to that one. And so I'll kind of do little tests on them Mm -hmm. and um, say we walk through the auditorium and there's some trash on the floor. A true a true gift of service in a person cannot walk past that trash without picking it up. Mm. They'll just they just have to serve in that way. If there is something um, that needs to be done, maybe there's a Sunday and they're like a nursery worker is sick and then show up and someone comes in and is like, hey, we need someone. 
you know, they're going to be the ones that immediately, Mm -hmm. some people serve when it's convenient for them and comfortable and in their skill set. That does not mean they have the gift of service. Right. The gift of service is going to be someone like, it needs to be done. I'm doing it. And that's a good segue into labor of love. Yes. Um, Because we did want, you may have never heard this. I honestly, mama is the person that to me coined this phrase. I had never heard of this before mama said it. Um, and she calls this labor of love ministry. And I think when she's taught this before in our church circles, people automatically assume, oh yes, um, that's my spiritual gift. Cause now I understand spiritual gifts. So it's all the same or labor of love. So I don't love doing that. So that's not my labor of love ministry. Um, but that's actually kind of the opposite of what we're going for. So one, yeah. can you just say, how does a labor of love ministry differ from spiritual gifts? Okay. Yes. So my spiritual gift is prophecy. My second and third are probably teaching. No, I think I'm going to lean more toward exhortation and leadership because I don't like to research and study, but I have to. Okay. So I make sure that the main way I'm serving my local body is by prophesying leading, teaching, exhortation. Okay, but I also know that scripture says just out of love, we need to serve and just make sure that if someone's in need of something. And and so I have my giftings and that's how I filter my time, but I leave margin in my life for these things called labor of love. And so that's why there's gonna be things that, I, yeah, I don't even like to talk about this much because it really does give away some of my little secret things. But <laughs> um, I will do meals for people. Um, now, when they say in church, oh, okay, we need all the people that do meals. We need meals for someone. I don't volunteer for that. It's yeah. it's not my main gifting. But if, if I have a personal person that I know of, I'll do that. Um, I like to, with the young mothers in my church, just offer some babysitting to them. Um, on Wednesdays, when I wasn't committed to teaching something at our church, I would go to the um, children's pastor or the youth pastor, say, hey, anything I can do to just serve, because I love our teens. I love our children. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so there's there's just a, a list of things like that. I can't tell them all because then people in my church will know my secrets. <laughs> but um, it's just those things that... It, it's not really a, a commitment of, of weekly time. Like right. I always do this. This is the main way I should. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just, you know, I love that person. Yeah. I love these people. And so I'm just going to, hey, I'm going to take them to lunch when really giving is not my main gift, but I'm going to serve in that way. Yeah. I'm going to just like, I'm just going to love on that person that way. To me, it just makes me think of like, this is just, it goes back to like the first series that we did in season one. This is, that's just a fully integrated Christianity. Like it's just a fully integrated faith walk where you are just loving well, the people around you, you're living with a place of intention. You know, there's intentional movements in your life. Like you're being, like you're being sensitive to the leading of the Lord and the Holy spirit and what he's telling you to do and what he's prompting you to do. And you're walking with obedience. Like, Oh man, I really don't want to do that. But you know what? there's a need and I feel like I'm here and I'm serving that purpose. You know, I just went through this recently when someone called me out. (laughs) 
<laughs> for something I really didn't want to do. I just didn't want to do it, man. But there was a need and, yeah. you know, and then I saw the Lord really use me Yeah. in that need. And I felt the Lord say, can you see why I put you here? Yeah. And I was like, mm, okay, heard. Yeah. I hear you. You know, because it's it's our job to obey, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like you just live a fully integrated life, you know, and and these things are just going to when you're living with that sort of intention. I don't know. Like, I, I hate like I don't I just when you're living with that sort of intention, it naturally kind of comes out of you. Yeah. You know, so there should be an element of when you walk into the church building on Sunday or whatever. When you walk in, you are just like on alert for needs. Now, yes, did I go in and maybe teach my class or did I did I navigate and lead this area or yeah. you know okay, who what needs done? Who needs served? Mm-hmm. And um, most of the time we walk in with the attitude of who's going to serve me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you hear of in, in conversation, like a mother that's been really struggling and sick and her husband's sick and just like, you know what, this week, I think I'm going to contact them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just constantly, so, you know, that some people have the idea, like we we use the term, I think you used it, fill the holes. Yes. Um, it's... This type of ministry should be the norm in our churches because if something needs done or a hole needs filled, all of our people in our body, the parts of the body should be like, yes, I'm I'm available. I am not all of us. Like it depends on the yes. need, but we should at least have the heart of like, I need to pray about, am I the person that's supposed to fill this that role? Fills that, yeah. We get it done. I don't have to be begged or forced or asked four weeks in a row for someone to fill in a nursery. Right, right. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> when you when you think about this, I, I've been part of a church that myself and the pastor's wife, uh, we did everything. I mean, I, and I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say yeah. that. It, it was a small church and it was a group of people that, that loved us doing everything for them. Now, I'm not going to throw the blame on them. I mean, yeah. they have to answer with... What I think we may have done wrong is we stepped into every position and we we did the planning of the meals and we did mm-hmm. the we did the all the children's and and you know if no one else was gonna do it, she and I were going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the point where I don't I don't believe that's the correct way to do it. We didn't know any better back right. then. And so when I came to the church I'm at now, and there was a lot of holes when yeah. we first went. You know, it's just at that's the stage it was at. And the temptation is like, oh, fill every need. I, I I can step into the children's department, and and I could do this. But I was very clear. I said, listen, I I will stay in my gifting, mm-hmm. and I will serve and do these labor of loves, just like everyone else's. But I will not step into the main positions of these. Yeah. And so there was a time where our our music needed a, an extra voice that could sing some harmonies. Yeah. So I jumped in for a little while. Right. Um, you know, there are times when um, we needed someone to be in the baby's room and I'll, I'll be like, listen, I can do that. Right. But what I, you have to be careful of if you are the gift of service. Right. You will jump in and do them and everyone else will just sit back and let you. And let you. And that does not help the body of Christ. Right. So I truly believe the way the New Testament church should function is 
every individual that is a born again Christian, they have been baptized and they say, I am identifying with this church that they should know their spiritual gift and they should be using that spiritual gift on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So if you have that person that's like, oh, I do VBS every year. That's great. It's a labor of love, but you're not using your gift. Right. And if your gift is not being used within the body of Christ, <clears throat> excuse me, some people say my gift is prayer. Okay. Well, that, mm -mm, okay. We're all supposed to be praying. Right. So I pray at home for the body of Christ. But yeah, when, when I'm around or I'm not around, around them much or I'm there on Sunday and stuff, I don't do anything for them. I can walk in and out of a service and I'm not responsible for anything. You're not doing what you are supposed to be doing. Yeah. And that's my prophecy coming out. Can you see that? Yeah. <laughs> like even my tone changes and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the best thing I can do, the most loving thing I can do to my sisters in Christ and my churches, go to them and say, I don't see you using a gift. One, do you know your gift? Yeah. And if you don't know the gift, let me help you find it. And let's figure out how you're going to use it in the body of Christ. Yeah. If not, you know what the Bible says about people that don't do that? You become worthless. Mm. Worthless. Mm. You're a spectator. Yeah. You may do a little thing here and there, but you're a spectator. You're worthless. Yeah. In the building of the kingdom and the serving of the body. And it's sad because I think we have a lot of churches that are filled with worthless members of the body. Mm. And so it is the most loving thing we can do. So find your gift, yeah, develop it and start deploying it and then do those labor of loves. Mm -hmm. So just to be clear, um, your labor of love gifts is different than the spiritual gifts because the labor of love is not so much about is if it where you're comfortable, is it your passion? Is it your calling? That's not really what we're talking about. We're also not talking about, you know, taking care of your kids every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, or your grandkids every Tuesday, Thursday. If that's just no. a regular thing that's you know, like expected no. of you. That is not your that's labor of love. You love you, Grandma. That's not really serving <laughs> yeah. your body. We're talking about serving the body and serving the kingdom. Yeah. Um, it's labor of love is about meeting the less glamorous, maybe more behind the scenes needs of your church body, church family. And this doesn't require a gifting to meet the need. It is a true labor. It's more work, less calling. Um, mm -hmm. It's about laboring for the love of the body, not because you necessarily love the laboring. Yes. Yeah. That is the difference. Yeah. Because I can love leading an admin and I do. Oh, I get in yeah. a high and adrenaline out of <laughs> yes. it. I mean, yeah. I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm the host of this episode yes. and I'm sitting, I'm watching mama use her prophecy gift uh -huh. yeah. and Lauren's over here exhorting every few minutes. And yeah. I'm like, I'm over here watching the time and I'm like, admin, 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 but they're prophesying, they're exhorting. Where's the line? So it's like, <laughs> it's all come together and it's all needed. And, and we need you to discover, to develop and to deploy your gift for your body mm -hmm. and use these resources, the real you.org, the your divine design by Chip Ingram. We're going to have those in the show notes as well. So please check those out um, and really find opportunities to do a labor of love yeah, this week, love this week. Love it can be something people. small. It can be something small. Um, but yeah, find those opportunities. The Lord will bless and honor that if you have the right heart in it. Um, and if you don't see any opportunities, ask him and I promise you he'll, he'll show you a few options. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he has work to do and he wants to oh, use yes. us to do it. Yes. Um, so we're going to end today's episode with our fun cup question, which today's is, 
I thought it would be appropriate. Y'all are so funny too. Literally like all of our feedback, like everyone's <laughs> favorite part, they would sit through the hour to get to the fun cup question. Like <laughs> we're yeah. just nosy people. <laughs> we like to know the junk. Oh goodness. So today's that probably is what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Today's fun cup question is I thought this was appropriate because we are recording this on January 13th. So a couple weeks after holidays, mm-hmm. your opinion on when to start putting up and to take down the Christmas decor. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty clear on this. This year was weird because of mission trip and Jonathan not being there. Um, the Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. Yeah. And then um, I usually, depending on if what we have plans is um, I don't take down on New Year's. But it is usually that next weekend that I that I take things down. So, yeah. Now, yeah, my tree is still up because Jonathan comes home in February and we'll have a Christmas tree up for him. Yeah. But, yeah, that's normally me. Yeah. Well, mine was a little bit different this year, too, because we had so much sickness. We were just blah. So <laughs> um, our, we did put our tree up the weekend of Thanksgiving. And that is usually when we will, like, start busting out the Christmas decor and stuff like that is like the weekend of Thanksgiving. Um, but I had like an unusual burst of energy when we (laughs) came back from traveling, uh, all the way to Maine for Christmas. And I took advantage of every dang minute yes, I, yes. and I cleaned my house and I took Christmas down. And even like, even Mark was like, I, I, I don't want Christmas. And then Isaac, I'm pretty sure like really didn't want Christmas to go away yet. And I was just like, uh-uh, y'all, I got to take advantage of this yes. energy burst that I have. Like, otherwise I'm going to be sitting here with Christmas for another three weeks. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah. I so totally I, get that energy burst Oh my thing. goodness, yeah. man. I was like, yeah, we are going to do everything that we can to capitalize on yes. this. <laughs> yeah. So my, this year is different for me as well, because um, this is only the second year that I've had my own like house place of living residence. Um, <laughs> I feel weird saying house because I live in an apartment. I feel like it's you know, ingenuous. Say home. I know. But like when I'm talking to other people like, oh, do you want to come over to our house? Like that's a lie. I don't have a house. <laughs> I feel so wrong saying that for some reason. Come to our home. But is it a home? Yes. Home is off of house. Oh, no, 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 no. No, home, home is. Home is where the heart, heart is. is. <laughs> I understand. But I, I tend to like home catch myself. Grinch monopoly lies. Yes. yes. <laughs> but yes, it, this is my Grinch answer because, um, I love all of my Grinch decor. It truly is Whoville when you walk mm-hmm, into our apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is our only second year of having my own place to decorate and make my own decisions and blah, 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 blah. Um, but this year, I didn't want to keep it up this long. I would have ideally liked to have it done probably the first week of January. Yes, she would. But we had a Christmas party that mom and daddy were supposed to come over for. And then some of our friends that ended up, people got sick and we couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So it's happening um, today. And so it's January 13th and all my Whoville is still up and in its glory. And so I don't know, looking at my calendar when you I'm actually well go through all of January, girl. Oh, it. no, it, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> looking at my calendar, I do not have another weekend open until like mid-February. So it's going to be a whole nother like five weeks before I even get the time to take it all down. Yeah. Uh And I will say this about her Grinch thing. Um, When like she's keeping this stuff up and let's just be honest. It's because of a little girl. Let's just be honest. I don't know if we, the little girl that is going to be at this little party tonight. Oh no. No, for me it is like we're doing this because, okay. So we're doing this Christmas party tonight. I don't know if I would have been as like, okay, yeah, just get together. 
but there's a little girl and it's her first Christmas. Thing. It's her second Christmas. I know, but it's our first no, Christmas with her. No, I think it's her. the whole family. It's, yeah, it's not, not really about her. I'm, I'm sorry, mom and dad, but you know, this is about <laughs> the baby girl. And so, yeah. For them, let's yes. just be clear, because they listen to this. Yes. Mama yes. <laughs> doesn't care about y'all. Yeah. We're yeah. doing this for your kid, apparently. <laughs> yeah. That's not what yeah. I'm saying. She's the granddaughter she's in my life right now. <laughs> but so, you know, that's why I'll still keep doing. But like your Grinch obsession has become my financial problem because <laughs> yes. everywhere I see Grinch, yeah, yes. I'm like, oh, we need to buy that for Erica. Uh huh. We need to buy that for Erica. For us people who have the love languages, yes. like the gift giving <laughs> yes. and love languages, it's <laughs> hard. It's hard to throttle that back. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. Did you notice it was different for all three of us this year? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was nothing was, it was normal a weird this year. year. It was a weird year for us. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But yeah, we would yeah. love to hear what your opinion is. Comment on our Facebook or Instagram uh, post, or uh, you can email us at the Iron Women Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. But um, thank you so much for joining us. We had so much fun today's episode. Hope you learned something. Hope you were inspired, encouraged, exhorted, uh, prophesied over, taught, uh, <laughs> felt mercy. Well, none of us are mercy giving or serving. Yeah, so you wouldn't have felt any of that. You were led and administrated in all of that. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Can't wait for uh, the next episode. Uh, it is going to be about the American dream. Have we been sold a lie? So please join us uh, next time for that on episode two. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Hey, sisters. Thank you all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or it brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women.